Amen, amen. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you that you're our Father. We're your children. Adopted. We're wanted. We were called forth. And we love it. We thank you so much, Lord. And we bless you that you have blessed us to see this day. You've made it for us to rejoice. Everybody say, yay. Yay. And be glad in. Amen. (laughs) So, See, you just obeyed God. See how easy it is. Amen. And and we honor you. We love you. We thank you for this time. Open our hearts, ears, and minds to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise God. Amen. So we're going to talk today about the fact that the word is settled forever. Amen. I know we've talked about this before. So don't shut your ears down. Listen this time, and maybe I won't have to tell you again. So, <laughs> no. <laughs> But I think it's always good to refresh and strengthen the foundations. Amen. When you're, God is moving us all the time, uh, into different realms of faith and different realms of his kingdom and realms of revelation, understanding and power. And before you move on, sometimes it's good to strengthen the foundation that you're on. Amen. I think it's always good. Your foundation is what uh, gets you focused and settled into what God's doing. You know, don't don't ever shift your foundation. I don't care what what area of your life God is dealing with. There's some basic fundamental things that hold you together, and they don't need to be tampered with or shifted. You know, you gotta have a have an anchor in some things you know married people your anchor is your vow to that person amen that you ain't going nowhere and they ain't either and put the gun away because that ain't how you keep somebody with you (laughs) i tried that i know it doesn't work from experience it doesn't work all right god works so much better if we will obey god he will keep the whole thing together and i think that's the the beauty of anything that we are seeking that's good in life that God has already promised that he'll take care of you in that. And he's all, He's already promised those things to us as a guarantee his son shed his blood. As as a a ransom and, and as a forfeiture in the event that God changes his mind. He won't change his mind. Amen. He's already given his life that, that uh, he won't do it. So there's nothing more he can give. Amen. He's, he's shown us with unfallible proofs that he means what he says and he will bring his word to pass. The question is, are we going to believe it? Amen. If we believe it, we'll be partakers of it. But he's going to do it anyway. Amen. Whether you believe it or not, once once he's agreed to do it. Amen. He will do those things. So it's just wonderful to know that we we serve a God who is faithful, true, always tells the truth, cannot lie. Amen. It's not that he decides not to from situation to situation. It's impossible for him to lie. Amen. Every time he opens his mouth, it's truth. But I'm bump. Huh? It is. Amen. With, with Hezekiah, remember him? God told him, get your affairs in order. I was thinking about that. I said, well, how long does that take? about a minute <laughs> and if he were a king is that's kind of like rhetorical it's like okay well i'm the king is already in order because you know 
I don't have no personal affairs. All my affairs are wrapped up in, in who I am in God. And so in getting his affairs in order, he started talking to God about giving him some more time. Amen. And so it wasn't that God lied when he said he was going to die. He meant that. But see, God will always honor sincere repentance. Hello. And we should be thankful for that. Amen. Because we can go around and do some terrible things. And then the next thing you know, God's using us to do something extraordinary and holy and all that. Why? Because we turned our back and confessed that we were wrong. And he removed the sin from us. Amen. And so once you you understand that God wants us to prosper, he wants us to continue. See, God's heart was for Hezekiah to live the whole time. But Hezekiah was a little jacked up in some areas like us. You know, we always want to point the finger at somebody else. Look in the mirror. Say, that that's me too, Lord. Amen. But I know your mercy. His mercy endures forever. He's mad for a little bit. Amen. But his mercy endures forever. Amen. And ever and ever and ever. So it's a good thing. Once you, once you understand that about it. See, Hezekiah knew that about God. He's seen God do so many extraordinary things in spite of what Israel did when they were out of order, when they were backslidden, when they were trying to sneak and serve in other gods and all that kind of stuff. He saw those people get on their faces in, 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 uh, repentance and, in, in, in sorrow, sackcloth and ashes. You know what I'm saying? And once you get like that, man, God will move. He's done it too many times. You know, Christians, we're funny people. We try to act like we do everything right. And doing stuff wrong is an exception. You got me? There's there's a lot to us that wants to disobey God. He just covers us and keeps that, that shield. It keeps us shielded from that side of us by the Holy Ghost. And you can always yield to the Spirit of God because He's everlasting. He said He would never leave us, never forsake us, doesn't leave us high and dry. He's always there for us. And so we need to honor that and, and quit trying to act like we do everything right and to do something wrong. Oh my goodness, that's so rare. Seriously? <laughs> You sit up and watch something too long, your mind wandering you in the wrong place. So don't, don't go there. You know, just, just stay humble, stay sober as the Bible says, stay sober, stay, stay vigilant because the enemy's out there after us continually. You know, he's always looking for an opportunity to draw somebody off, put you on the wrong road, give you some crazy information, you know, that kind of stuff. So, so always respect the fact. That God is keeping you. You're not keeping yourself. If you're walking the straight and narrow, it's because you're following Jesus. You can't do that on your own. Glory to God. Amen. I mean, just just be thankful for your desire to want to follow him. Don't ever try to take credit for anything yourself. Amen. Be quick to repent. Amen. Slow to get angry, quick to hear that kind of stuff. Stay humble before God because he'll always come and help you out. So anyway, in Psalms 119 in verse 89, it says here forever, forever, not a long time, but forever. Oh, Lord, 
thy word is settled in heaven. So what does that mean? His word is settled. It's, you know, it's, it's interesting that, that we want to study the word, confess the word, receive the benefits of the word. But if you don't have a foundation in the fact that the word is indisputable, you're going to waver in your faith. You're going to wonder. You're going to see many times we think the issue is, do we have enough of something? You know what I'm saying? It's like we'll sit there and we'll be doing good for a couple of days. And then all of a sudden your mind will start to wonder and wander and you wonder uh, what's taking so long? What am I doing wrong? Well, number one, if you're depending on what you do right for God to bless you, let me give you a clue. That ain't going to cut it. The right that you do is only in obedience to the Spirit of God anyway. Your faith is determined by the Spirit of God and by the word that you believe. Do you believe that God is going to do this? Yes, I do. Well, then settle down and quit fretting about stuff. Go, go, you know, clean the kitchen, uh, rearrange your, your sock drawer again, or I mean, just anything, but quit picking at something that's already settled. You got me? We try so hard to unsettle the word that's already settled. That's all we're doing. Or we look at something and it hasn't changed much in the visible realm. Visible realm. Amen. Now what does that mean? That doesn't mean the visible doesn't mean anything. Hello. Your faith is not determined by what you see. We walk by faith and not by sight. And sometimes we need to be thankful that God doesn't show us everything in process. You know, I realized not too long ago that whenever the word is spoken by us and believed by us, the enemy will come to counter and challenge that word. Now, we know that from the prayers that we pray. I mean, it, you can see it real easy when you're praying prayers uh, for somebody else or prayers for your city or prayers for anything that's a distance from you. You can see real good. Well, well, yeah, look at what the, the enemy's got to do something. He can't let us do this real fast. You know, he can't let this go through so quickly. But see, when it comes to us, and our little weird wagon, our little stuff we believe in for, we want instant, 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 instant. If it's not instant, there's something wrong. Well, who told you that? Amen? If it's instant, there wouldn't be a need for much faith at all. You just have, you know, instant faith. Microwave faith. Amen? The only thing with microwave is sometimes it's right and sometimes it ain't. Huh? If you don't punch that little button and grab that little stuff out of there, it's, it's petrified microwave. Huh? But God wants to give you precisely what you ask for. He don't want you to have part of it charred and part of it inedible and, you know, sometimes some things just don't microwave that good. You know, you ever notice that? I've seen people stick everything in there and 
get it out and eat it. And I'm thinking to myself, now, come on now, that don't even, it don't smell right, it don't look right, and curled up all funny and stuff. And You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 um, there's some things I just won't put in there. Like reheating fried chicken, that's an oven thing for me. You don't put that in no microwave. That poor chicken has suffered enough. Now you're going to, he had been killed and plucked and all that. Now you, he'd been fried and now you're going to nuke him. Good gravy. You know, I mean, it's just some stuff it just ain't going to work on. That's all. And that's all I'm saying about our prayer life. There's some things we need to mandate sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Just soak in and just stay immersed in God and, and never come out, to be honest with you. Those times that, that you can remember that, that you depended on God so much and you were in your word every day. You couldn't wait to get up to get back in your word because it fed you so well the day before. God expects us to live like that every day. We should want something from him every day. If it's, it, and it's not always material things. See, that's the time to really enjoy your relationship with God when there's no pressure on you. Amen? That's why families go on vacation. So they can sit there and look at each other for longer than five or ten minutes. Amen? So that they can enjoy conversing with one another. Or get in an argument or whatever y'all going to do while y'all sitting up there looking back and forth. I don't know. When you're done, go back home, you know. But but it it's good to enter into that rest with God and that place where God carved out for he and Adam, you know, on the seventh day. They rested together. You don't rest by yourself. There's no rest for us alone. Your only rest is in God. Amen. That he is your rest. And so that's what God has ordained for us, to, to be attentive, uh, to be mindful, to be alert, to get filled with his fullness, um, so that He can we can live in that place of being settled in his word. So what does it mean when it says the word is settled forever and in heaven? Now, in heaven, we need to know that, that uh, uh, the council of heaven, there is a council, C-O-U-N-S-E-L, and that is the mind of the Godhead. And they all three agree. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the three agree on everything. So every word that God the Father creates, he is the main creator. The Son is the expression of the mind of the Father. Amen. Just like your kids, your kids father has something to do with them getting here. I don't care if the rascal ran off before the kid got here. He has something to do with it. Amen. And so the counsel of the father of the of the Godhead is the creative um, center of the universe. Everything that is here physically in this world, God, the father dreamed it up. It came from inside of him. That's glory. Where he dreams is a place called glory. That's why the Bible says that that he will prosper us according to his riches that are in glory. Not according to your mind, your imagination, your thought life, what you think you deserve, but according to his riches 
that are in glory. That's where our supply comes from. And it is real. I mean, his imagine is just, imagination is just as real. It's more real than ours because most of what we imagine, we don't even know what we're thinking about from time to time. Or you can imagine some horrible things and you don't want to see them come to pass. So everything God imagines is good. Everything he calls forth is good. So just like your, your children are offspring of their father, your, uh, the Son of God is the offspring of the Father God. Jesus, a thought always springs, a word springs off from a thought. You gotta think it first before you say it. Now you can play that game that you, I didn't say that on purpose, it came from somewhere. You ain't no ventriloquist, dummy. You know what I'm saying? Come on now. So just like oh, your words are offsprings of what you think, the Son of God, Jesus, is an offspring of his Father. So the Father is the thought. He's invisible God. Jesus is the Son, the expression. The Bible says he is the express image of the invisible God. So he is the walking, living, breathing expression of God the Father. Son, he's made in his image just like him in every detail. So the two of them agree together. And the Holy Spirit is the manifester of the thoughts and the word of God. So you see that in Genesis from the beginning. God schooled us in that. He said, uh, God said he, he saw some stuff that he wanted to change. The earth was without form and void. And God's mind put it back together again. The father start to shift and organize and put things in a certain order in his head, in his imagination. And he opened his mouth and the sun came forth and began to plant those things in the earth. And the Holy Spirit was hovering over it all the time. As the sun came and, and spoke with the father's mind, they manifested. So the three and one agree on everything, folks. There's no disputing. Like you can't go to Jesus and tattletale on the Father and say, ask him why my stuff ain't here yet. Huh? They all three agree. They got a lock on this. Amen. And you can't break in. With all our whining and crying and being upset, it better come soon. I'm going to hurt me somebody. Well, you just better go hurt somebody because you ain't getting it until you get in line. Why would God give somebody something to somebody that, that go threaten and want to hurt somebody if they don't get it? It's too many robbers and thieves out here. He trying to apprehend. He ain't going to be helping none of them. Amen. So we might as well put our little fake gun, toy gun away and go sit down somewhere and be thankful. Be humble. Amen. Thanksgiving will get it done. Sincere thanks will get it done every time. Amen. And your confession of the word. Amen. You stand on what you have spoken. And God will bring it to pass. But you got to believe that. Amen. Sometimes we go to asking God when. And it's because unbelief is trying to settle in on us. That's all it is. Is doubt and unbelief. And then you want to know. When you say when is it going to happen. You're really trying to say is it going to happen. So you need to put that little toy away. Quit playing with it. And just you know. Man up and woman up and let God do what he wants to do. So the answers that we need for all of life are in the word of God. That never changes. That never changes. In Proverbs 4, 20 to 22, it tells you 
the answer to your problems. The answer to every problem is in the word of God. The answer to lack is in the word of God. The answer to sickness is in the word of God. So Proverbs 4 says, my son, attend to my words. Pay attention to me. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes and keep them in the midst of your heart. This is the issue. Are they in your heart? And keep them there. Because other things can enter into your heart. So your your biggest warfare is not against when God is going to give it to you. It's keeping the word hidden in your heart. See, when you start knocking on God's door and banging on that door and trying to figure out when something's going to happen, just stop yourself and say, you know what my problem is? My problem is not when God's going to do it. My problem is believing he's already done it and given it to me. Once you believe that, you settle yourself down. Because that word is already settled in heaven. In other words, you're knocking, banging, crying, whining, wondering when, wondering how. Uh, God, don't let him stay out in the world because something bad's going to happen to him. You better stop that. Don't be pro- false prophesying over your seed. Huh? You're not threatening God to move any faster. He's already moved as fast as he going to move on this you got me so you got to believe it's already given to you it's already done the work is done you're not working on anything you're simply settling into your faith amen that's what god wants us to do is to rest in faith and know that the hope that we have if we put it in him he will bring it to pass and you're not on a, a, a hurt for anything you know you're not in a rush for anything Better not be. <laughs> Amen. And some things do come to us very quickly. Amen. There are some people I know, they get some things on speed dial with God. I mean, they before they even ask for it, they just got loaded like a truck and backed up to the house. You know what I'm saying? They just boom, 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 boom. And sometimes God will do that in your life. You'll see so many answers come so quickly. And, 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 but that's to encourage you. Okay. If he's doing that, why are you doubting over here that he's going to do that over there? See, sometimes what we want is beyond our, our ability to comprehend. And that's when we need to use our faith even more. <laughs> Amen. You need to strengthen your faith even more because you put that over in the unbelief category or the impossible category already. And so we got to pull it out of impossible and say, well, God, it may be hard for me to believe I'm going to get all this. But what's impossible for me is totally possible for you. And I believe you're going to bring it to pass. you got to settle on that, folks, because that's where God settles on it. He's already said he's going to do it. He's waiting for you to believe it, waiting for me to believe it. And so once we understand what what. What settles and what brings things to pass for us, and that is attention to the word. When it says attend to the word, it means focus on it at all times. When we start doubting and start knocking on God's door and asking him when, that's because we don't pay attention to the word. Because I can guarantee you, once you realize you're, you're banging on the door of heaven is in vain, and he's not moved by your unbelief and your doubt, and you go settle down somewhere, you say, 
Oh, well, let me get back in my word. And then you get that peace again. That shows you what your problem was. You stopped paying attention to the word. You stopped obeying this scripture. It says, attend to the word. So the word settles all the issues of life. The scripture says, because out of your heart flow the issues of life. And in in 21, it says, after you pay attention to the word, don't let it. Now, this is your guarding the word. You have to do something active to show that you're going to keep that word in your heart. You either meditate on it, you mutter it to yourself, you write your scriptures down, paste them up around the house. Why do you do that? To remind yourself to stay focused on what God says and not what your doubting mind says and what not what circumstances say, but stay focused and attentive to the word of God at all times. If you will do that, there's a payoff for you. You're not just paying attention to the word and God's jerking you around. Amen. There's a payoff if you do that. And it says, because they are life to those that find them. Ooh, 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 life. Yeah, because your doubting and your questioning is a, is from the realm of death. Your problem is you need an infusion of life in you. That's always the issue. Are you choose this day, choose life so that you and your seed will live. So once you choose life, don't you feel better somehow when you start getting back in the word? You get you get lifted up. You feel you like you want to praise God. You feel like nothing's wrong. Uh, those are signs of life. Huh? Doubting is always a sign of death. You feel like that promise is so far from you. And see, yesterday you were down in the pits in the doldrums, worrying, panting, carrying on. Now all of a, all of a sudden you're just full of life again. What happened? You ain't got nothing more yesterday than you did today. In fact, you broke her today than you were yesterday. Huh? Oh, yeah, because you were in a bad mood. And you just, I went online and I bought a few little trinkets because I just didn't. So you broke her than you were yesterday. But you're happy because you found life again. Not happy because you bought you a few trinkets. You're happy before because you found life again. You stepped out of death and you stepped into life. So that's what God's word does for you all the time. It's life to you all the time. I don't care how bad you feel and how bad the news is. It's life all the time. Amen. And so it says they are life to those that find them. What does it mean find them? That means after you're whining and complaining and you come up with a nugget of the word, say, oh, God, you're right. I I forgot. I got to get my word up. You told me I was going to do it. I don't yeah, I did it again. I done walked away from the word again. I don't know how I keep doing this, but oh, I'm so glad I'm right back here again. Love. I love you, Jesus. Please forgive me, Jesus. I don't want to do this more. No, Jesus. Huh? That means you found it. Amen. Will you go through that shenanigans and come up better? That means you found the word. You found that scripture that you've been standing on faithfully for so long and then got mad at God because it didn't happen when you wanted to happen. But it's all good now, God. I'm sorry. I just, 
I drove off the road into the ditch again for a minute. You got me back up on the road. Amen. You know, sometimes saints will come past you and say, girl, I've been praying for you. God told me to tell you, just keep holding on. You're almost there. Huh? It's called a slap from the righteous. They just slapped you out of your nonsense back over into life. Amen. Amen. God will send you somebody. Amen. Sometimes we get mad at them people. I don't know what they talk about. They don't know what I've been through. They don't need to know what you've been through. They're just here to give you a message from the Lord. Hallelujah. You sit up and sing them songs and need to sing it to yourself. You're tired of being on the rescue list. Amen. Somebody always tugging your boat in. Amen. So let's, let's stay, you know, you gotta find that word again. That's all life to those that find them. Just find that word again and hold on to it. I know it's not what you thought it was gonna be. It never is. Wonder why that is. We don't like God. We don't let God into our thoughts often enough. See, we want to hold on to that image that we've had of how it's going to work out. You don't know how it's going to work out. Amen. The word already tells you that. The word, the word gets planted and overnight it grows. We know not how. Quit trying to find out. You got enough to keep up with just staying in life. Stay out the ditch. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So, yes, and it says to keep or guard your heart diligently. To do what? To stay in life. Because out of it are the issues of life. So if you have the word in your heart and, and, and your your issues of life come out of there, then what will come out of your mouth is the word of God. What will come to your imagination is the word coming to pass. Your meditation will be about, oh God, I'm thanking you for this in advance because I'm going to do some really interesting things when I get this answer. You know, this answer is going to settle a lot of things for me. And and start making plans around it coming to pass instead of wondering if it's going to happen and wondering what you did wrong. You're just over in the ditch, that's all. So start making healthy plans. Well, you know, I, I don't think, well, you need to get in faith. You need to let that word start to permeate your soul. There's nothing wrong with making. We make plans about stuff all the time. Why is it when we involve God, but I mean for real though, then all of a sudden we can't, we're scared to make plans. We're scared to think it's going to happen. We're scared to get too excited. We're, why are you so scared of God? He's your friend. Start thinking about meditating on if, if if you're estranged from loved ones, start seeing them at the family reunion, seeing them at your house for Thanksgiving, see them come by talking to you. And cut this nonsense out. You know, we think we're protecting ourselves by not imagining what God has promised in his word. You need to start helping yourself. That stuff helps you to believe. Amen. It really, really does. I think if we would start to meditate more on healthy things like the promises of God, we would see them happen more frequently. You'd see them because they can't help. Because once your spirit, your mind, and your mouth get in agreement, my goodness, you got to lock on that thing. 
It's going to happen. Amen. God will bring it to pass. He likes for us to use our beings like that. That's the way he does things. God is not torn and fragmented about whether he's going to bless you. He's solid in it. He's made up his mind. His spirit, his soul, and his his mind agree. <laughs> Whatever. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit agree. He's, his three parts agree, and he expects your three parts to agree. Spirit, soul, and body, you should agree with that. Amen? With your body, you start saying what you see in your, in your imagination. Start saying, God's, God's working on this. God, I thank you because the day is going to come when I'm going to sit down with my family. Everybody is going to be here gathered together again. Amen? That's not some pipe dream. That's God's desire for you too. If that's going to make you happy, then, then, then say that. Don't be afraid to say it because God's promised it to you. Amen? He didn't promise anything for, for nothing. You know, and and trust me, there's nothing you can do to make him more agreeable to do that for you. Just quit cutting up all the time. Amen. Start believing him for real. <laughs> you know, let's get down to business with God. Amen. So the word settles all the issues of life in your favor. In your favor. Amen. The answers that we need to everything are in the word of God. And that never changes. Thank God for that. Amen. Your answer is always in the word. It's not somewhere else. Amen. It's not at the health food store. Though I don't have nothing against healthy people. Don't get me wrong. I'm not some renegade or slothful person sitting here trying to talk everybody out of. But there's only so far that's going to get. That's just a temporal. Your body is temporary. Now, if your body were eternal, it would be something different. This thing we live in is temporary. You get to trade it in. You just step out of it at the end of your earthly life and step over into your forever body. Amen. Glorified body. Amen. For me, it would be five feet six and, you know, a hundred pounds. That's enough. I'll be a thin slip of a girl again, but, you know, I mean, I got it on order. Uh, let me let me take a little sip. He said, "Ask anything." Mm-hmm. So mine is coming. I'm believing just like you are. I'm just not going crazy over and over in this life, right? In this life, I'm really more concerned about my faith. Soul winning, getting my health out of the word. Amen. The word can make vitamins for your body. Where you think they came from anyway. You see people getting, you know, their whole food bill is in the uh, GNC. They got this powder and that powder and protein powder. You know, I'd really rather have a pork chop or a steak. Or at least a piece of cheese. Don't give me no powder, nothing, when I can have, you know what I'm saying. Oh, I go through all the trouble of grinding all that stuff, and it smells terrible. Protein doesn't, it's not, you know, I mean, you can put vanilla on top of it, but it it ain't that pleasant. So you'd have to really believe that that stuff is going to work miracles for you to even get it down. 
You understand what I'm saying? Just, just make it easy on yourself. If you're overweight, cut back on the amount. You know, I mean, just, this is just common sense. You know, instead of shoveling it in, keep your elbow. I do that more for exercise. <laughs> your exercise. <laughs> Amen. Just, you know, common sense thing. You don't have to do nothing drastic. You know, you can tell when your flesh is involved. It gets drastic about everything, you know. I remember when I was much, much younger and, and worldly. I wasn't saved at the time. I remember uh, reading somebody that worked for Jackie Onassis told what she ate every day. And it wasn't much. But I decided, I said, mm, I'm going to try that. I lost a lot of weight, but I didn't eat much. And I realized, you can't live like, how did that lady live all them years? You know what I'm saying? I mean, it was like a boiled egg and a piece of toast and. You know, tea, and then in the evening she had another cup of tea. I said, oh boy, (laughs) we're splurging all of a sudden. Gee, another cup of tea I get to look forward to. You know, I mean, just crazy things. It made no sense. What's she doing that for? So she could look like she wanted to look. Amen? I mean, that's that's what people do. You know, pay the price for something eternal. That's all I'm saying. If you go through all of that struggle... Just for appearances. Amen. And she looked good, no doubt about it. I mean, but but she had a lot of help. You know, if I had designers throwing clothes at me and, and plastic surgeons standing in line to work on my face and all that kind of stuff, I look good too. I don't know how I got way over there, but I'm a, but you know, let's come on, Lila. Let's set your affection on things that are above. Let's just cut this nonsense out, because you can get carried away with this stuff. You know, you—that's how the anorexic devils. Is so many of them showed up in this latter time. You know, people didn't used to be scared of food. You get obsessed with something, you get scared of everything, and somebody gotta. Give you some kind of therapy just to get you to eat again. You know, this is, you playing around with the devil, you know, with a lot of this stuff. So just start listening to God. Like he said, attend to my word. Amen. The word says things in moderation. If you know you eat too much, the fruit of self-control is there for you to yield to. I know you haven't talked to him in a while. But he's there. Amen. To help you. Amen. And that's all there is to it. My goodness. Make a big deal out of everything. You know what I'm saying? And you got to go listen to a life coach to get you to tell you what you know you need to do. Put the burger down, Barb. Show me your hands. (laughs) Huh? Just arrest yourself. All right, I'm going to stop. I mean, seriously. Get all the stuff out of the drawers. I used to, I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know if I thought I would perish during the night, but I used to hide all kind of candy and stuff in my nightstand drawer. Wasn't nothing in there that I needed. I said, what do you need in a drawer in a nightstand? You can't really put nothing in there. I mean, no, no wearables. 
you know, the jewelry, you know, you wear most of your jewelry. You don't have that much of that. It's somewhere else anyway. Too much for that little nice dander. I said, hmm, I think I can hide my gumdrops in there. (laughs) You know, I, I need to be kissing sweet. I ain't been married in 20 years. You know what I'm saying? I don't know who going to kiss me in the middle of the night, but my breath needs to be sweet in the middle of the night. You, know, you use any excuse for that. So, you know, and then you got to go clean out all the drawers again because you, you know, need to have some self-control. So that's all this is about. This whole life is yielding to the Spirit of God. But the Holy Spirit and the Word of God can settle every issue in your life. It's already settled. If you will adopt the word, believe the word, and just not not vary and not waver. Amen. So the answers we need for everything are in the word of God, and that never changes. Settled means that God has decided Holy Spirit, uh, Holy Spirit, Father God, and the Son have already decided together that this word will come to pass. They will work tirelessly for the word to come to pass. So God won't change. He can't change his mind. Amen. The answer to food, shelter, career, work, family, ministry, those answers are forever settled. They won't change. So once God has called you to do something, that doesn't change. You can't be, you know, a a Facebook minister you know one one month you're a pastor the next month you're a prophet next one you're an apostle then you're an evangelist and all that you never heard from god amen you you need to hear from him you need to go away and pray you know turn the plate down and just get get along before god and get serious and sincere and quit playing with god and quit playing with his people this is not a game Amen. This is eternal life. This is somebody's life you're talking about. The people you give these goofy words to, you can confuse them and you, you know, think about the, if you're not hearing from God, the damage you can cause to people and confusion to them. Thank God, God makes most of them quit even looking at your posts. You know, I'm always glad when I see somebody prophesying and you don't see no likes on there. You understand what I'm saying? I said, well, God, somebody's getting smart now and leaving this stuff alone. Amen. So we need to get settled into the word on the inside of us. Take that word in. When you hear it, don't turn your ears down like, oh, I heard that already. I know what that says. Oh, that's familiar to me. Quit that. Get it again. Get it deeper this time. Get it so it doesn't leave this time. Get it so that it manifests this time. Amen. So when you get the word of God on the inside of you, then you start believing that God wants to do it. And he wants to do it for you. Then you'll believe that he has done it already. And he has done it for you. When you begin to believe his word and not change and waver. Then that word begins to settle you on the inside. It's settled in heaven. You need to get it in you so that you have heaven's reaction to the word. That you have that settled heavenly reaction to the word. So believe his word and don't change and waver. And refuse to entertain ideas that are contrary to the word. 
See, we'll hear something that sounds good to us. What's it sounding good to? To your carnal man. So you need to kick it out then. But we take it in. We think about it for a while. We even pray over it. And and really, if you're a, a person who trusts the Holy Spirit, you can discern if something is coming from him or not. Amen. There's sometimes where you may get some ideas that, that sound okay and you have to pray about it, and that's good. Do that. But don't let your flesh get involved in the things of the kingdom. Don't get entangled in that. Amen. And just refuse to entertain ideas contrary to the word. This is how Abraham got fully persuaded that what God had promised he was able to perform. He just refused to entertain any ideas other than the ones God gave him about his future. He said, your children are going to be as many as the sands on the seashore. Amen. Uh, and, and your descendants will be like that. That promise came to Abraham and his descendants only. You don't see God promising that to anybody else on earth. Amen. And so when 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 Abraham began to believe that and only that, that was when God started to work. And, and Isaac was born like that year. So once you f- forget about wavering, you can look out for it to come to pass. Amen. Just move out of the way because it is going to happen. That's that stage where I used to hear people say you have to know that you know that you know. Amen. It means that you know it. On Monday, you know it on Tuesday, and you know it on Wednesday. And if somebody comes up to you a year from now, you know it then too. Amen. You just know it. And so it's it's good to understand that faith will get you settled on the inside once you begin to believe God's word. Now, what does it mean for something to be settled? What does it mean? Just It, it, it really means that all arguments have ceased. So you can't come up with some new idea that doesn't line up with God's word and think that you're the first one to think that up. The devil's been working for a long time. The devil was working before you even got here. So every lie that there is, he thought it up. He's the father of lies. He just passed that off to you and you're trying to believe it and argue against the word of God. Amen. There is no foundation for an argument against the word of God. In other words, you standing on thin air and trying to float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think they're the first ones to think of something. And it's contrary to the word of God. Amen. There have been all kinds of devils been planting ideas in people forever. Amen. He thinks them up. And they're, they're not new. So to, to be settled means to be firm and immovable. So when you pick up the word, that gives you a firmness and a, 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 a place where you can't be shaken. In other words, even if you go on a little bunny trail of doubt, you always come back to that little patch of earth that you were standing on when you first believed God. That means you're immovable. You might have wavered and wandered, but you came back to the immovable position that you had. And so it, it's, it, God doesn't penalize you for, for drifting off or for paying attention to something that sounded good for a minute as long as you came back. 
Amen? I'm sure Eve probably thought about that tree many times before she finally ate it. You got me? And so you can, you can have thoughts that come through your head. You can't control a lot of them. They get triggered sometimes by situations. The devil will see to it that you doubt God at least 15 times in a minute if he can do it. You got me? I mean, he'll see to it. It's his job. And so as many times as you veer off though, always come back. If for no other reason that, you know what, God, when I'm believing you and I'm thanking you, I feel better than when I start wondering about when, how long it's going to take. So just do it because you feel better when you do that thing. Amen. That's God giving you an incentive and giving you a cue when you're on the right track. Amen. When you feel peace, when you feel light and inside and you feel joy. That means that you're on the right track. You're on the spiritual right track for things. When you start feeling gloom and hopeless and doubtful, that means you're on the wrong road. So get back where you're immovable and don't move. Amen. Settled also means a certain dwelling place. There's a certain dwelling place for us to abide in when we believe God's word. Amen. When you believe God's word... He he prepares a place for you where you are protected and it's a place in the spirit. And the only thing that, that can happen is we make the decision to pay attention to the natural. Amen. We start getting curious. Amen. Everybody wants it to be now. Well, if you want it to be now, then start expecting it to happen now. Start Start being honest with yourself. You know, sometimes we're just dishonest. We want it now, but we scared to tell God we do. Well, he knows you want it now. You can have it now. Oh, I can. Yes, you can. Why? Because he's already given it to you. He didn't put a time on it. He said, uh, uh, no, I'm going to get this to you, but it ain't coming till. No, you don't say that. The time is up to you. It's up to you to muster up the courage to say, well, God, I believe I have it now. It's here now. And then it don't show up. Well, it's up to you to do you really believe it's now or don't you? See, this faith thing is is something to it ain't just snap quick in a hurry. Yeah, I hear people say, I got faith. Oh, we're going to find out. We're going to find out what you got. Just start putting it to work. Amen. Amazing how people walk away from things they really, really want. Because of doubt. The devil just gets all over it when you when you want to believe God for something. He'll start making you ashamed you want it. Like, oh, you never going to get this. Well, you can't even say you want that because you'll never get it. I mean, people are laughing at you. Huh? We're ashamed because if it doesn't come to pass, then what do I do? Keep believing. I don't know. What do you do? Uh, saying it doesn't come to pass is taking into account a lot of time. And it won't come to pass if you're doubting it will. And you're expressing that doubt. So you gotta change that. 
You gotta humble yourself. If you think living by faith is walking on clouds, I got news for you. Some days you walk, some days you pass out on the couch fainting because you start thinking about it and start panting and going crazy and, huh? There was some kind of crazy show I used to watch. I used to, it probably was a BBC something because they had the most ridiculous kind of intros of things and there was, it, it had to do with, uh, uh, mysteries. I think it was called Mystery Theater or something like that. And it always started out with some little scenes from a crime. There were cartoon drawings and there was some woman on a couch and she said, Oh, you know, she just, I lived for her to faint every week. I knew it was going to be a good episode. She was just passed out. And I looked at that. I said, you know, God, that's me sometimes when I'm trying to believe you for something. I just can't go no further. I just have to pass out and scream, you know. Then they give you the salts and you revive yourself and get up and keep going. I mean, you know, but as long as you move back to your original position, don't abandon your position. Because that word is settled, you wavered, and you walked away for a season, but you found your way back. That's the important thing. Did you find your way back? Because that position is immovable. Your position on the word is what's immovable, and when you link back up with the word, then you're steadfast just like that word is. You take on the the properties of the word. That you felt was was worth abandoning not too long ago. Amen? Because it wasn't happening. And then the devil made you doubt and you started trying to figure out what was wrong. There's nothing wrong. What's wrong is you lost your focus. You quit paying attention to the word. Go back to paying attention. Nothing has changed. Amen? You need to change so that you're not so quick to abandon what God has given you. Amen? So, you know, you come to your senses, you go a few days looking crazy, acting stupid. Say, God, I felt better when I was believing you, even though I started to doubt. I didn't think I was in doubt, but I was in doubt. Amen? So, it also means, it means to have a certain dwelling place. So that certain place is in agreement with God's word. That's where you want to dwell. Amen? It means to be steadfast, to be at home. You ever feel peaceful and settled? That's when you believe in God, folks. Your faith is giving you that that sense of being at home with that thing. Amen? It means to be sedentary or seated like Jesus is. His work is done and he's seated. Your faith in God's word will cause you to be seated as well. Amen. You're not running around trying to find any answers. You're not trying to find out what's wrong. You're just seated and peaceful. Amen. To be settled also means to grasp something. It means to possess it. When you're settled on God's word, you possess that. Amen. You know, those people who are married, at one point you had to get settled on who your spouse was. Amen. Even if you had to continue to hold a gun on them for a while, you this one's mine. I prove it to you. I got me three bullets in here in case he tried to move, go do something else. So after a while, you put the gun away. You thought, I do possess this for real. 
You know what I'm saying? You know, do all that. Brother all black and blue and stuff. You popping him every time you move funny. Just trust God. Amen. <laughs> it means to be in, to have an enclosure around you. See, the word is your protection against doubt, against fear, against robbery, against the devil stealing from you. It's amazing how quick we confess the word when he's trying to steal our money. Yep. You might doubt for a little bit, but you slap yourself. You give your own Holy Ghost slap. And he said, wait a minute now. This is for all the marbles. I got to quit this or we won't get no food this week. Understand what I'm saying? We do what I got to do. It also mean to be means to be decreed. Amen. When you decree a thing, it's established already. You can't decree anything that's not established in heaven. Or you're speaking in vain. You know, don't get involved in these little games, Christian games. You know, these fad things that run through the body of Christ. I decree and I declare. Uh, go do that over your life. Because your little results ain't that impressive. You, I don't want you decreeing nothing over me. I hear from God myself, you know. It's, you don't get involved in these little games people play. They don't even know what they're talking about. Amen. It means to be settled and fixed. So when you decree a thing, that means that you are under an already decreed precept or concept. It's got to already be decreed in heaven or it doesn't mean anything, folks. It means to be settled and fixed, to be established, to set up, to be stable and secure and enduring. Stable, secure, and enduring. That little time on your fainting couch, just ask forgiveness. God will forgive you and put you in your right mind. See, without confession, you don't get your right mind again. You're going to continue to struggle. You need your conscience purged from that nonsense you think all the time. See, people think they're cool. You ain't as cool as you think you are. Because many times people pick up too many errant thoughts that have nothing to do with where God is taking you. And they want to believe them, but they're on shaky ground. You got me? Don't be on shaky ground. You got to get stable and established and secure. Amen? You quit trying to talk yourself into it and start just believing it. If it's from God, it's believable. If it's not from God, you're going to always be insecure in it. You're going to think it's God, but you're not going to be sure. Amen? It also means to be clear. It means also to become dense. In other words, you get deeper into it. The longer you meditate on and believe it. And to be undisturbed. That's what settled means. As long as you're shaking and wavering, keep going back to the word. Because you can get settled. Because it's settled. You can't, you can believe in something and take on the properties of that thing. See, if you, if you believe in God, you really take on His faith. You've traded your faith for His faith. 
It's covenant. It's a covenant thing. See, in a covenant, you can cash in anything that's weak for something that's strong. Amen. So you trade in your little weak faith for his strong faith. Once it's in his word, it's strong faith. I'm going to say it again. Once it's in his word, it's strong faith. Your job is just to keep it planted there. Don't pluck it up and move it. Amen. Wavering is moving from one place to another. In James, it says, he that wavers is like uh, somebody driven in the sea and tossed. Don't let that man think he's going to get anything from God. So what is what does waver mean? It means to shift constantly. As as uh in and it means to be under the bar of a yoke. Now that's interesting. Because the anointing, the Bible says, destroys yokes. So the yoke is what keeps you wavering. If you notice two yoke of uh two a yoke of oxen, two animals put together, they're never the same strength, the same size, the same anything. So that yoke shifts constantly with their movements. When one steps forward, the yoke shifts backwards. When one steps up again, the yoke shifts forwards and then backwards. So wavering means to be under the bar of yoke. You just keep going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth all the time. Amen? But Jesus said, take my yoke upon you. And in his yoke, what happens? He leads, we follow. He said, follow me. But he said, stay yoked up to me. So he's got a different yoke than what we're accustomed to looking at, you know, in in the natural realm. That supernatural yoke means that we're connected to him by the Holy Spirit. He leads and we follow. But we're connected. Amen. It's not like he's going in front and we can't catch up. We're going at the same pace he's going, but he's leading. So he must be leading from inside of us. Amen? This is no outside yoke. So as long as you're connected to him by the word and by the spirit and you let him lead you out and go. I always tell people, I said, start speaking the word about what you want and where you want to be because that word is a lamp to your footsteps. It'll guide you the right way. See, we need to use our faith a whole lot more sometimes than we do. We get an idea and we want to get up and do it, but is God with you in it? Amen. Begin to meditate on, on God. Lead me today. Order my footsteps today. Father, I need you today. Let me know what what I need to do. And then start prophesying over your your day. Lord, I'm 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 planning to go to church today. I plan to be on time. Order my steps, keep me focused on what I need to do and, and how I need to do that. It'll shock you how orderly your your once confused life will be once you begin to let Jesus lead you, take his yoke upon you. Amen. Learn about him. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. You won't have any problems. Amen. But you got to do what he would do. You know, Jesus is the word. 
Once you start confessing the word, you won't have any problems. You, you'll be able to get where you're supposed to go. No, nothing missing, nothing broken. No upsets, no disturbances. Amen. So, so this bar of the yoke shifts constantly as animals move. To waver means to be shaking, to be tottering. It means to need help. When you're wavering, you haven't taken a position and a stand. You're, you're shaken between two opinions. It means not inclining or divided in your interest. Hmm? To be double-minded. God will send you to do something and you get distracted and go do something else. Amen. So you wavered. You're, you're not really focused on what, what God wants you to do. Amen. You have to be focused to get God's, and the enemy knows how to distract you. He'll send somebody say, say something to you and you get offended and you forget you're supposed to be going to church to worship God. You start arguing with somebody in the traffic. You understand what I'm saying? You did good, son. <laughs> he, he finally stretched his legs and taking a little break. You did good, brother. <laughs> That's pretty good, though. He almost made the whole one. <laughs> he did good. Amen. So, so you know, we, we have to understand what wavering, being double-minded, you know, get focused on the word. The word itself will drive out all double-mindedness. You know, God told me many years ago, he said, you cannot focus on two things at one time. And he showed me when, when prophets would send their, their servants or their trainees out to give a message to somebody, they said, don't stop, don't say hi to nobody, don't, don't go straight and do this. Why? Cause you can't focus, you, you don't want to be double minded. You'll scatter your thoughts. You dishonor God. God gives you something to do. He means for you to do it, period. He don't mean for you to socialize on the way there, you know, or to just do what you like to do. You know, people would come into church and we try to use them, give them assignments. You know, you don't want to see people just sit around forever. And there's something everybody could do. And and people would say, well, I don't know if she'll like that. I said, I don't care. You ever done something you didn't like? My mother made you do it until you smiled doing it. She was very smart. She was very smart. She did it because she valued us. See, when you want people to have it easy, you don't value them very much. Because we all can be challenged to be greater than who we are. Do you understand what I'm saying? You'll never know what's in you until you have to force it out of you. You know, if you don't like it, you don't want to do it, you don't get blessed. Girl, bye. Hmm? Until you realize what's going on. You know, after a while, people kind of smart up. They get tired of sitting around trying to invent something to do and look busy. 
I have no doubt God knows how to motivate everybody. No doubt whatsoever. Amen. So in, in stabilizing our faith in the word, we have to refuse to enter, entertain ideas contrary to the word of God. There's a discipline there. You may have a thought that is contrary to the word, but don't incline your ear to it. Don't give attention to it. Let it go in one ear and out the other. But don't focus on that. The counsel of heaven is the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit in agreement. He wants us to be in agreement in our spirit, our soul, and our bodies. If the spirit and the soul gang up on your body, your body's going to cave in. Same thing if your spirit and your body come into agreement. For instance, you decide that you want to buy a new car. And your spirit gets the faith for it. You start understanding. Your body then can confess what your spirit is is believing. Or your body can go out looking for and then pretty soon your soul accepts it and quits fighting you about it. And says, oh, I guess we're going to get this car now. I better get out the way because it's coming. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you can get two things in your being in agreement and the other one's got to cave in. If you do that consistently, the other one's going to fall in line. So the natural will give up what it's holding against you and cave in and bring that car to you. Nothing missing, nothing broken, just like you want it. Under impossible circumstances that you thought would never happen, even up to the time it showed up, them crazy thoughts was running through your mind. You got me? It just will happen. That's the power of the human being. See, that's the power of faith. That's why faith without works is dead. You've got to let your body start to cooperate with you. It just can't be an idea in there. You got a lot of ideas in there. Even the God ideas, even the, the word that you believe. If it's never given expression by your, 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 your body, your soul will kill it before it even gets born. It does. It, your soul extinguishes. Your will is very powerful within you to stop things from happening. You let your will get you out on a limb and see how nervous you are. You start believing this thing will happen for real and see how nervous you might get. See? Your will has the power to propel you forward in the things of God. It'll just say yes or no to stuff. You start thinking of stuff, your will said, nah, that ain't for you. I don't think you, you don't need to invest your time in that. That ain't right. That won't happen. So your will censors everything. And it gives permission. It says yes or no to everything. Every thought that you have, every idea, every concept. So just let whatever the word of God plants in there, let it go wild and start to grow. And pretty soon your will will say, well, I guess it's going to happen. They keep bringing it back again. I'm going to go along with that. Quit fighting it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Your will is trained to protect you from things that won't happen. Won't let you invest your time in a lot of things that won't happen. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
like, you know, Mr. Denzel, he's just so, so fine and so this and so that. Well, you will say, girl, get up and go cook something or go get up and go clean your closet. That man is married. You supposed to be a Christian. You need to stop this. Amen. So he'll counsel you. That's why the Bible calls the will your counselor, the counsel of your own will. Amen. So you cut it out. Don't waste your time on just fantastic things. Amen. Start looking at that brother across the street that's just coming in greasy every evening, needs somebody to wash his work uniform for him. And <laughs> somebody needs, gosh, y'all, man, it's like bringing the dead back to life around here after a while. In other words, that brother with them grays and them greens on, that's just fine. You know what I'm saying? With a name tag on there so he don't forget who he is during the day. That's start there. If he married, keep looking, you know, but pretty much he will find you because I see your mind ain't in order to do nothing right. So that's why God is going to let him find you. Lord, have mercy. (laughs) Heaven and earth record things. Amen. Deuteronomy 30, 19. Why is that important? Because you ever been thinking about something and couldn't remember and all of a sudden it come to you? It's because heaven and earth record things. God has angels that can speak messages to us still. We don't have to see them. We don't have to know they are angels. But that's why heaven and earth record things. That's how you can do something successfully without failing at it. Amen. Deuteronomy 30:19 I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death blessing and cursing therefore choose life that both you and your seed may live if heaven and earth didn't record that you'd be hard pressed to try and remember certain things amen you know the bible says don't curse the king even in your bedchamber cuz a little birdie can hear it and go tell him See, that's heaven and earth have recorded things. Heaven and earth hear everything. Amen. They need to be able to hear your confession of faith more often sometimes than we release it. You can never speak the word too much. Let let heaven and earth start recording this day that you say you believe you receive it without fail. And it will be come to you on time. Nothing missing, nothing broken. It won't be a disappointment. It won't, you're not believing in a false thing. This thing will happen because it's God's word and he said it and it's forever settled. Amen. All right. Why don't we stop? Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your understanding that you give us. We want to increase in it, Lord. We want to believe you without fail. When we start wavering, Father, We want to be quick to grab the firmness of your word again. The holiness of your word. It can't lie. Ever. It is true and it will happen. I don't care how impossible it appears to us. It will happen. The increase will accelerate and accelerate and accelerate and accelerate and accelerate. 
I just believe God wants the people in here to increase their expectation. You've set the bar, and it's been set there for a while. Reset it higher this time. Just keep resetting it higher. Don't ever be satisfied because your faith is ever increasing. And the results God wants to bring to you are ever increasing. It's not depending on what you could see and what you think you want. But just automatically reset. When you reach a goal, reset a higher goal. When God brings one thing to pass, reset and go get something else. Just keep increasing your involvement with your faith in this earth. And heaven and earth records what you're asking for. And heaven will alert the earth that it's time to manifest it. And it'll come to pass. All without you having to move a muscle. Just reset and believe more. Um, Miss Nola, tell, tell Poppy to reset his goal on his income. Amen. It's ready for a reset already. Amen. Praise God. Well, Father, we thank you for what it is that you're doing for us. Thank you that you have a reset goal for all of us. That we can always increase our expectation. We can always increase the fruit that we are bearing for you. We can always increase, increase, increase everything that we desire from you and everything that you desire from us and we thank you for that father we bless you we praise you for it in jesus name amen and praise god if anybody needs prayer come on up and i'll pray for you praise god